You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu back to talk the second half of season four of Fear the Walking Dead. Aurora, I fear that I've done it again <laughs> where I keep forgetting that the show is coming back. Yeah. For some reason, after that mid-season finale, I was just like, well, that's it. Time, for, you know, until next year. Yeah. I forgot that you know, there was a whole you know what half. I you know what I think it is? I mm. think it's that for uh, the longest time we've just been watching The Walking Dead and we've been so used to the the amount of time that it takes between yeah. seasons yeah. that now that we have this show it's it's yeah, it's it's easy <laughs> that, to forget. That first season, <laughs> that first season of Fear was mm-hmm. a very short season, so that didn't it help. Was. Yeah. It may have yeah. only been about 8 episodes. Yes. So yeah. Uh, and they're doing like 16 episodes now, I think, right. for this season. So, uh, But yeah, it returned, and we forgot that it was coming back, and then we had to miss a week. So we've got two episodes yeah. uh, to talk about here, and I'm excited to do it because I think they were both very good. And they go w- very well together. Yeah. yeah. One better than the other, and I thought these were both very good. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about... Fear the Walking Dead season four, episode nine, uh, the mid-season premiere, I guess, because mm-hmm. it took a few months off. People like us, it's called, uh, and I'm guessing this takes place sometime after uh, episode eight, where we finally learn what happens to Madison, because it feels mm-hmm. like the group has splintered a little bit. They're still right. all within visiting range of each other, but they've all kind of split off a little bit into mini camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan, uh, for his part, is planning on returning to Virginia with the help of Althea and asks the other members of the group to return with him, thinking that they could contribute and do some good there. John, who is recovering from his wounds, still intends on staying and returning to his cabin with June and Charlie. Meanwhile, Strand, Luciana, and Alicia are living in a luxurious mansion. A mansion, yeah. <laughs> Strand... That's the way to go. Uh, yes. Uh, Strand is mainly drunk. Luciana, <laughs> mainly depressed. And Again, Alicia... Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Alicia, mainly off on her own. And none mm-hmm. of them are interested in joining Morgan on his trip. Right. Morgan helps Alicia, who is following the path of notes, labeled help, uh, basically uh, imprinted onto several zombies... Uh, to someone who is possibly in need. John goes to Strand to ask him for help in finding Charlie, who has run away from the bus they were staying in. Uh, Morgan and Alicia kill more infected and reach the source of the notes, but it is too late. The person had died and turned, presumably, some time ago. June confesses to Althea that she's scared John won't love her because John fell in love with Laura, not June. 
Alicia separates from Morgan and goes off on her own. Luciana catches Charlie running out of her house, and Charlie returned the copy of The Little Prince that Nick had given her. Meanwhile, a storm continues to get worse and worse with rain and high winds as it approaches the group. Uh, what did you think of episode nine? Okay. Can we talk about the fact that this episode ended with the storm already there? And kind they of, see yes. they see walkers flying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. It also kind of started that way. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Sharknado, but with zombies. <laughs> That made me laugh so hard. At first, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, is someone throwing zombies? Yeah. Is there, is Superman here? Like, what's <laughs> going on? I actually imagine, like, someone with, like, a like, catapult just yeah. <laughs> throwing zombies. By the way. That's a very good strategy. <laughs> how has somebody not written an alternative universe comic where Superman's pod arrives and it's like a zombie apocalypse? Oh, my God. How has somebody so- not done this yet? <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, you've got like Grifter Superman with like long hair and a beard, just like <laughs> mowing through zombies. Very Mad Max. Yeah, Oops. yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, I think it would be tremendous. I would, wa- I would read and watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue your thoughts about the real show that's actually on um, television. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't Superman. It was just the wind. Yeah, the tornado <laughs> or high winds or something. It was. I mean. It has to be very, very strong winds to just lift someone from the ground. They even did this hilariously with the uh, with the opening title card for the second episode because yes. that takes place during the storm. So the the light posts in the title card are falling over, and some of the letters get blown away. Right. I thought it was very cute. Right. But yeah, back to this episode. Um. Yeah, I mean, I like that um, they kind of like fast forward a little bit Mm -hmm. from the last episode we saw. Um, I really thought John was dead. Yeah, apparently not. It it really surprised me that he was alive, but I'm glad because I like that character a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I'm confused about is Morgan, because if it's true that he's going back. Or that he wants to anyway. That he wants to anyway, yeah. Um, what was what was the point of him coming to this show? You know what I mean? Like right. if they really if they really bring him back to The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. then what was? I don't know what was the point. I have two theories. Okay. Um, and one seems far more plausible to me. Uh, the other is kind of a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Okay. I love conspiracy theories. Yes. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's start with the more plausible theory that I think this could be a storytelling device. That Because one of the things that always happens on Walking Dead, no matter what iteration, is something happens and the group splits and they fracture. Mm-hmm. And it, we've seen it happen like a hundred million times. And it's un, it's been... To me, unfortunately, like, I roll my eyes when they do it now. Because it's like, we've seen this before. Yes, they got mad. They broke up. They went off for a little bit. And then they all meet up again. And everyone's happy. Until the next time they split up. Mm -hmm. Um, This time, it's a little bit different. Um, I feel like the group has fractured. But they're not, like, gone. They're just in their little groups. 
because they were never okay. really a group to begin with. You know what I mean? Right, right. They were kind of forced together by circumstance, but you know, so they split off, but they don't hate each other. So they're just off doing their own things, but within distance of one another. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And Morgan, for you know, has his reasons that you know he felt like his reasons for leaving to begin with were wrong now, and he realizes that. And he wants to go back and tell those people to their face that, you know, he was sorry and that what he was thinking, you know, he wasn't thinking straight. And he wants to bring these people back with him because he thinks that they can do some good there. Right. And that they can add to Alexandria and all this other stuff. And what I feel like might be happening here is that he's trying to get them to come with him. But Mm -hmm. I think what might end up happening is them coming together and getting him to stay with them. Okay. And instead of a story about how the group breaks up, it's a story about how the group comes together, which would actually be a really lovely change of pace for this show. It will, yeah. So that's the one possibility that I think they might be telling the story in this way. The other reason is my conspiracy theory. Okay, here we go. Now, I do not have any (laughs) tinfoil on me right now to put on my head, so we'll just have to imagine that it is I have it, I have it on, I have it on. Go on. Okay. So we know that Andrew Lincoln is leaving the show after this season. Yes. And we also know that Miss um, Cohen, she is also leaving. Maggie and mm-hmm. Rick are both going to be gone after this season. And this show, while, while it is doing okay, is not doing regular Walking Dead numbers. Right. So I'm saying conspiracy theory, Morgan rounds up at least a few of the people from this show. They head back to Virginia Fear the Walking Dead is gone, and these people get added into the Walking Dead going forward. Ooh. As like a, you know, they... I feel like that's a bit of a conspiracy theory and a stretch, because I don't think that's what's happening here. Uh, I would imagine that... uh, I would imagine that uh, the show's ratings are doing okay enough for the show to continue, but... We talked about, like, what's Walking Dead going to do going forward without Rick and Maggie? Yeah. Maybe they can add... And it's not like any of these particular characters would be like, oh, my God, this is a huge upgrade over Rick, uh, you know, over Andrew Lincoln and uh, uh, Lauren Cohen. So Hmm. I don't think that's what's happening, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. He, for some reason, did start talking about doing this out of the blue. Right? Yeah. And we do know that that other show is going to have some some holes missing, some big holes missing in the cast after this coming season. Maybe that's yeah. what happens. Maybe they maybe they bring the shows together, and they I mean, are it, it, in the same timeline now. They are lined up. It, I mean, it even makes me wonder if it could be the opposite. Like, what if The Walking Dead ends, and then whoever is oh, left like goes people, to fear The Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. To be, I mean, to be honest, I think I would prefer that because the me too the storytelling. I've been having fun with Walking Dead, but I feel like they've been doing a much better character job on Fear yes. the Walking Dead. Yeah, they've had. Yeah, uh, I really like the story of uh, I liked uh, June and Althea. Like her concern was like a real one. She pretended to be these other people, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look, John fell in love with Laura, but I'm not really Laura. I'm June. This is who June is." And she points out to her, she's like, look, dude, you've been taking care of him for like three weeks. That's who you are now. She gave this really great speech about like, you know, the past is the past and the present is the present. Mm -hmm. 
and you know who you were then doesn't really matter especially in the landscape that they're living in you know it's who you are right now is right you know what counts i thought that was all really great yeah um i did not know what they were setting us up for with this whole stuff with charlie oof but boy they were setting up for some good stuff mm-hmm uh so yeah, I like that. Uh, I like Strand, who is just—he's just like, look, I've retired from zombies. <laughs> I'm Strand. I—that's me. <laughs> you found the biggest house with a yes. fully stocked yes. wine cellar. I would find the biggest mansion I could find. Make sure they have a wine cellar, yep. fully stocked. Yeah, and I would just stay there. Yeah, just he just—he retired. <laughs> he's like, I'm living the good life now. Guys, yeah. you can just leave me here. I'm I'm okay. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if he really thought about you know going forward. Like you know, eventually he'll run out of wine. I presume. I mean, uh, I guess, but you know, what, you, what you do after that? <laughs> During the time that it lasted, it was fun. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, when whenever they do anything like this, like them in the mansion, or like uh, in Zombieland where they go to Bill Murray's house, right? Uh, all I can think of in scenes like this is like, like what are other places like key places like you know the hollywood hills or where all the rich people and right. movie stars live what's it look like there right now and yeah you're the walking dead what's the white house looking like right now what's yeah. going on there yes is there a zombie donald trump in this television <laughs> show i mean i think the apocalypse happened before trump's election before so. yeah 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 uh, so that's unfortunate i presume he's he would be dead in this world so uh, i don't think he would have made it yeah. Although you, I always wonder about that as well. I'm like, are there any famous people? Did famous people survive at all in this? I mean, I, you would think that in a situation like this, rich people have a better chance of surviving. You would think they would have some would resources. Think. Right. Um, I'm always curious about this. But I was actually talking with someone that I was, I don't know why we were talking about this, but I was saying, you know, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, my first thing, I would drive to the Grand Canyon. Like, I... I would just drive there. I would go to the bottom of it and just stay there camping. <laughs> <laughs> that is my plan. Just live camping. Live off the land. Yeah, just live off the land. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not a bad plan. Yeah, but then I, I thought, you know, a lot of people might have that idea as well, so it might be packed. <laughs> yeah, like anybody yeah. who thinks, like, I'll go to an island, you know, everyone's going to think of that. Yeah. What you need to do is start building one of those bunkers. You know, like one of those uh, yes. bomb shelters yes. from the from the Cold War era. That's what you really need. One of those yes. self-sustaining. Stuck it up. Yep. Yep. I, look, all those people, who, all those apocalypse preppers, they're probably surviving through this show right now as we speak <laughs> with air conditioning and food yes. and like games and movies. <laughs> you know, they, you know, they have no idea what's happening above ground, but yeah. they're living yeah. the good life. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> If only more people had thought this way, Aurora. <laughs> That's why we should, you know, for this podcast, we should get some of those, like, uh, uh, you know, those places that sell, like, uh, apocalypse-like gear to be a sponsor for the show. That would be amazing. To be like, look, just, uh, you know, in case this happens, please visit yes. our sponsor. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get one of those. But, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I don't think we're going to get any doomsday prepping uh <laughs> Sponsors. Look, everybody's got to have dreams. Yes. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode? Um, I like the the, the whole storyline with um, 
that person sending help notes attached right. to zombies. That was really a really original idea. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I was expecting that, you know, when they got to that person, that person was going to be dead. But yeah. um, I, I like the creativity of the show of, you know, finding new ways yeah. to use zombies. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a ship in a bottle effect. Right. Because what are the odds somebody's going to f- run into this? Right. But I thought it was really interesting. And it, you know, provided uh, a, a storytelling path for Alicia, who is right. such... I mean, we're going to talk about her more in the next episode, but she mm-hmm. is such a different character than the one we met three seasons ago. Oh, it's 180. crazy mm-hmm. how much she's changed. And for the better, I like her a lot. Me too. Uh, yep. What would you give episode nine? I, I give it a solid four. Yeah, this is also what I gave episode yeah. nine as well. Uh, good old four fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk about episode ten, we have to thank the good people of Adam Tickets Aurora, like we do every show, mm-hmm. uh, for sponsoring this week's episode. Head on over to adamtickets.com or simonageekly.com slash adamtickets. Don't visit their website. Visit our website first, because <laughs> otherwise none of this works. Uh, cinemageekly.com slash adamtickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page uh, to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Now, Aurora, we can talk about episode 10 called Close Your Eyes. And now that I know that this is the title of this episode, it makes some of the things that happened even more terrifying. Yep. Because this really reminds me of the Look at the Flowers episode of The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's talk about what happened in this crazy episode. Alicia takes refuge. Uh, remember, she left Morgan because mm-hmm. uh, Morgan kept trying to bring her to the light. And she's like, I don't need you. And right. she ran away from him. She takes refuge in a home to escape the storm. She kills the dead, infected family that is inside and puts their bodies outside. Uh, She hears an intruder in the house, which turns out to be the runaway Charlie, who locks herself in a bedroom. Alicia guilts Charlie about killing Nick, telling her that she'll have to live with it. Alicia orders Charlie to help her hammer the window shutters closed, but stops once the noise begins to attract more infected. Back inside, Alicia discovers Charlie has a gun and asks Charlie if she intends on killing her. Alicia then takes the gun. Uh, Alicia and Charlie eat dinner, and Charlie asks Alicia about her past. The storm begins to intensify, and one of the windows shatter. Alicia and Charlie flee to the basement, which is flooded, and debris collapses on the basement door, trapping them. They try to escape through the exterior doors, but it is locked from the outside. Believing they will not make it, Charlie begs Alicia to kill her. Alicia Mm -hmm. contemplates it, but eventually refuses. An infected, impaled upon a tree branch, uh, eventually falls and breaks the lock on the exterior doors. Alicia, Alicia and Charlie escape. They drive to the mansion to look for Strand and Luciana, but the house is empty. They also discover John and June's bus has been overturned on the bridge, and nobody is there as well. Uh, so, Aurora, what did you think of episode 10? Okay, um, this might be my favorite episode of since the Fear the Walking Dead started. Yeah. I would ag- I would agree and go forward and say, I think this is my favorite episode. Yeah. It was amazing. I It made me feel so many emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I've mentioned this before in the show, but um, 
I the reason why I, I love The Walking Dead and this and fear The Walking Dead so much is because it you know it gives you so many situations where you as the viewer start you know asking yourself what would I do in that situation and in in this whole episode I was like would I be able to like be in the same house with the person that killed my brother and would I be able to help them? Would I feel like I, I identified with Alicia so much because she, you know, it's it's a difficult situation, but she you could see her anger. Mm-hmm. You could see the acting was amazing. Like she you could really see her struggling with following her mom's legacy. Yep. But at the same time, you know, trying to avenge her brother. It, it was such a conflicting mm-hmm. and amazing episode. I I was blown away. It yeah. was amazing. I agree with you on on all accounts. She, I, Aurora. I remember when we talked about how annoying Alicia was. Yes. Yeah. She was one of our <laughs> least favorite characters on this. She show. was. Mm-hmm. Now she might be my favorite after this episode. Yeah. She, the performance in this episode was tremendous. She was yeah. so good. Uh, and you're right on all of those counts. And the thing that complicates it more for her is Charlie is a kid. I mean, Alicia's right. kind of a kid, too. Right. But she's closer to being an adult. She might be 18, for all we know, at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But Charlie is younger. She's maybe 11, maybe 12. Yeah. Is basically growing up in this world. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Not only is this a show that sort of deals with, you know, what would you do in this situation, but it's also because of the situation that they are in, it's sort of taken like the morality slate and wiped it clean. Right. And it's like, look, uh, you get to choose all over again who you're going to be in this world. And there's almost no wrong answer because of the situation mm-hmm. you're in. You could be a heartless killer because maybe that's what it takes for you to survive. Right. But Alicia, as you noted, um, and this is one of those things we talked about, um, you know, how upset we'd be if um, Madison dies because mm-hmm. she's such a good character but boy at, if it wasn't at, <laughs> my eyes and ears uh deceived me because i didn't think that i would like that idea but by the end of this episode i was actually really happy that madison died yeah i mean she had to die for alicia to become the character she is for, yeah for her yeah. to grow yeah and i mean that's a very common theme that you know kids grow beyond their parents mm-hmm. their kids can't reach their full potential until they're you know not living at home anymore some people even go so far as to say until your parents have died yeah is when you really achieve full status um but you know we you see it in here at everywhere it's a very common theme but it's a good theme because it's oftentimes true and yeah i mean if you go you know to the walking dead if you look at maggie maggie has lost everybody Everybody yeah. she loves, her dad, her sisters, her her husband, yeah. everybody that she has loved has died. But she is the most badass woman in that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because she had to lose so many people to become the character that she is. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that that's what happens here. She She's like, who do I want to be more like? My mom or do I want to be this new alicia that runs off of fueled by anger and resentment and Mm -hmm. 
ultimately she can't kill Charlie. And Charlie's story is just as heartbreaking when she starts, you know, talking, you know, she's begging, pleading with Alicia to kill her because they're going to drown in the water uh, because it keeps filling up. And she knows if she drowns, she's going to turn into one of them. And she doesn't want to turn into one of them. She saw her parents turn into one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she can't remember what her parents look like anymore. Uh, just heartbreaking stuff. And Alicia cannot do it. Right. Charlie is giving her permission to ex- extract revenge for her brother's death. Mm-hmm. And she can't do it. I thought that right. was great. All of that, all of that was awesome. And then eventually that zombie, uh, the zombie on the log. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Charlie tried to essentially kill herself maybe by giving herself to that zombie earlier. Right. But Alicia stopped her from doing it. And ultimately, that zombie saved their life in, mm-hmm. unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. And to me, the topper for all of this was the scene when they're driving on the way back. Because yep. when they were talking over dinner or whatever, Charlie's asking Alicia about what it was like to live in California. And did you ever go to the beach? And Alicia figures out that Charlie's never even been to the beach. So her family was planning on going when all of this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And Alicia is just talking to her. She tells her to close her eyes and envision it. And she's telling her, you know, envisioning yourself on the beach. And in doing this, Charlie has a moment in, you know, in her mind's eye where she's envisioning this, that she sees her parents. She remembers what her parents look like. And, oh, my God, if that does not hit you right in the heart, you are not a human being. You are a zombie if this did not affect you. Yeah. Before we started recording, I said that I cried like a baby. It was that scene. Yeah, it I, was great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing, and I I started crying even before she said she saw her parents. I started crying when Alicia started describing arriving to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got a little bit homesick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I do miss the beach, the beach, yeah. um, and the way that she described it, I identified with it. And when then when Charlie said that she saw her parents in it, I just lost it. I was like, oh my god, this show. <laughs> yeah. It was Highly so unfair. Good. Yeah. I mean, I got that way too. And not, you know, I've never lived on a beach and I haven't been to too many in my life. But just that idea of just remembering a time before all of this. Right. Is right. so rare in this show. Uh, but she's doing it with like a kid to help like a kid. Mm-hmm. Was just great. I loved it. I thought that was awesome. And yeah, that was a tremendous scene in a sh- in an episode that was full of really great uh, really great scenes. Yeah, I mean that there was a scene right after Alicia finds out that Charlie's in the house. Charlie, uh, you know, closes the door and Alicia's like saying things through the door to Charlie, and she's sitting on the bed, yeah. um, and she says something like, "I know you're a kid, but you still know what you did." Yes. And she goes and she on, and she goes on saying, "You're nothing. You're a waste." And she, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's such yeah. a, it's. Like, if you see it from a different perspective, it's such an awful thing to say to a kid because she's yes, a kid. But you you do see it from Alicia's perspective as well. Yes. It, it, was, it was brilliant. It was, yeah. It, it was great. I mean, so, and Alicia's weapon of choice these days is that broken piece of, I don't know if it's a broken piece of like a gun barrel or something. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. It's pretty cool looking. <laughs> And there is like a shot. I think it's maybe when Charlie sneaks into the house mm-hmm. and Alicia hears it and she goes looking. They do this shot where Alicia looks so badass. It's she like does. She's 
lit from behind. Yeah. So she's you can barely see her. It's mostly just her silhouette that mm-hmm. you're kind of seeing. And it's thundering and lightning. And yep. her hair is all wet. And she's holding this broken piece of gun barrel with a pointy edge. And it, yeah. it looks so cool. Yes. It's a, I just I think it was at that moment where I'm like, holy shit, I think this Alicia character has really grown on me. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. Because it wasn't that long ago that we're like, ugh, Alicia's yeah. so annoying. Yeah, first season we were like, we Even hated, like into the we second hated that season. character. Yeah. yeah. And she started growing. Yes. And she's amazing. She's and her great. performance in this episode was uh, stellar. Is mm-hmm. there anything more to say? This episode no. was really about them. Like, we didn't spend any time with anybody else. So No. Yeah, it was it was amazing writing. Amazing writing. Zomb- do you think that zombie they ran into on the edge was John? Because that's what I thought for a minute. I don't think so. It didn't look like him. And he didn't have his clothes. Okay. Because, like, like, the bus was turned over and there was a male zombie... And I'm like, it right. kind of looks like him. He's not dead, is he? What yeah. happened? I don't think but... it's him because before, in the previous episode, they I are. They he's not in the bus. He, yeah. he wasn't in the bus. He was in a car with Strand. So yeah. I don't think it. He, I think they, they might they should be alive. Yeah. Yeah. I presume that the next episode will be the episode where we find out where everybody else was during this. Right. Storm. Right. But uh, yeah, and the, and for that we only really know where two people were. We know where June and Althea were. They were in the assault van right thingy we know for sure that's where they are and we know that morgan was outside but we don't know where he went to for right uh for safety uh well aurora what would you give episode 10 i give it 10 out of 10 <laughs> wow <laughs> broke the scale Not even a five i'm gonna go all the way to 10 10 out of 10 <laughs> i mean it was great i mean i gave it a, well i gave it a five but <laughs> it seems like i gave it half the score you did but I, what Aurora is saying is that this was a, for us, a perfect episode of yeah. The Walking Dead. Yep. Uh, it was great. Uh, emotional, great character moments. Had very little to do with zombies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it, it was ironic that a zombie essentially saved their lives. Yeah. Which, how often can you say that <laughs> uh, in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> a tremendous episode of Fear the Walking Dead. One that they were going to probably struggle to top. Yeah. I don't know how. Um, I think my my goal going forward is just more good stories. Yeah. But I don't expect them to, to beat this one. This was a great episode. Yeah. Uh, everybody who made this one should be super duper proud because it was yes. so good. Uh, all right. Well, that's the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit subscribe. And that way you can hear us talk about next week's episode, Season 4, Episode 11. It's called The Code. <laughs>